What is up, everybody? How are you doing today? We're coming at you with another podcast. This is Across the Nation Station, and I am your host, Nate, and my other host. And I am Andrew. We'll get good at that whole intro thing eventually. I know we will. Yeah, it's <laughs> right now it's still know. so messed up. I, I don't know. Who knows? We'll, we'll figure it out. It'll happen. Maybe it'll just be a pause and then the other person can start talking. Because every time I try to introduce you, you always jump in and introduce yourself. And I'm like, I guess I didn't need to introduce him. <laughs> well, also, I like to sing, so I'm probably going to sing myself introductions every time. Oh, really? You like to sing? I don't think I've ever heard you sing before. Because so. I don't sing in front of people. I'm socially awkward, damn it. <laughs> you don't sing in front of people, but you want to sing in front of our audience. Yeah, because they're, you know, on the internet. Therefore, I can't see them. <laughs> fair that is fair um but we are doing um podcast number two of the star wars podcasts that we have set up for you guys um this one we're going to be talking about four five and six i really don't think we have to avoid spoilers um if you haven't seen four five and six of star wars i don't think you're going to see it until after you hear this anyway yeah seriously i mean come on they came out in like the 70s so if you haven't seen them, you've had time. <laughs> Was it really the 70s? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I can go get the three VHSs and tell you what year all of them came out. And then there's that one year where they like re-released them into the theaters, and that was pretty sick. Oh yeah. Oh man, I wish I would have went to those. I love watching Star Wars in theaters. So good. Alright, so we're uh we are talking about Star Wars episode four. I always A new hope. I always get their titles mixed up. It's episode four was New Hope. Episode five was Empire Strikes Back. Episode six was Return of the Jedi featuring Ewoks. Featuring Ewoks. Okay, <laughs> see, look, look, Andrew's got got us on this one. Yeah, see, I think this one is probably you. Yeah, like, I feel like I did more of the talking on one, two, and three. You're probably gonna do more of the talking four, five, and six. Oh, dude, um, I watched it religiously. Yeah, regrettably, I haven't watched them as much as I probably should have. Um, I got the DVDs if you want to borrow them. I have the DVDs too. That's the sad part. I also have Disney Plus, which has all of them on there. Um, <laughs> I, go, I really don't watch, have a reason not four, to watch, go watch them. Four. Go watch New uh, Hope after this. Just fall asleep to a new hope. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so okay, so we're gonna talk about it. Um, I feel like four. Let's let's start with four here. I think four is really hard to pull a new person into star wars like if it you're is. like if you're like okay hey these are my favorite movies and i really need you to be a fan of star wars like i i just did this what? with my wife okay my wife had never seen star wars before and i was like hey you know these are a big part of my life and for me to marry you you have to like star wars and <laughs> so not just enjoy them you have to like them <laughs> yeah you have to like them and i made her watch it four five six one two like how they came out and yeah, yeah. i think that was a bad decision uh i probably though one two and three are worse movies i almost should have had her start with those because at least more happens in them yeah. um four that's is always that's <laughs> always a debate with, with how you're supposed to watch these movies in like which order honestly pick a movie watch it like it people can hype up Star Wars so much, it'll make it a terrible viewing because they hyped it up so much. I just tell people, yeah, they're pretty good. I mean, you know, just go watch them. I I, I love them. You don't have to. Just go watch them. Yeah. Al Rube did that. Like, she she actually sat down on a weekend. She had the weekend off. She was like, you know what? I'm finally going to do this. She watched them one, two, three, four, five, six. And she just kind of went, you know what? I, I didn't mind them. Not the best of what I like. But I didn't mind them. And I was like, good enough. You have seen them. You have given your opinion. I am now happy. <laughs> also, um, apparently my roommate, old roommate, will um Nate, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, you just got really quiet. I was listening to you. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, so 
she told me that she's not going to listen to our podcast until there's a lot of them so she can binge listen to them. So uh, probably around like, I don't know, episode 20 or something. <laughs> I mean, I don't disagree with that. There's a lot of podcasts where I binge them. Like I started watching one and they have literally like 800 episodes and I started from the first one and now I'm at 200 and it's funny cause they're in like 2019 right now or something. So they're talking about all these games that have already come out and it's just really funny cause they'll talk about a game and they're like, Oh man, I hope this game's going to be good. And in the back of my head, I'm like, Nope, it's not a good game. I feel bad for you cause yeah. <laughs> you don't know, but it's going to be horrible. <laughs> yep. Uh, but I do love listening to those podcasts, like Back in Time podcasts. I, there's a couple of them that I'll, I'll I'll listen to still because they're super, super entertaining. And it's Whoa. just like, oh, I know this came out in like, you know, 2016, but it's still good to listen. Well, and I think specifically with our podcast, it'll be fun to listen to our sound quality get better. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> each podcast, is, it's changed and fluctuated. So it's going to be interesting well, for her to be like, oh, wow, it sounds better as we keep going. Yeah. And eventually I'll get a better computer. So when I can record again, you know, it, it won't sound like shit. <laughs> or microphone. Microphone would be good. Oh, yes. Also a microphone. But it really doesn't matter who records, honestly. I just like recording it because I can put filters and stuff that you can't. So, And you know how to do it more because you do more streaming than me, obviously. Obviously. So you're <laughs> and like YouTube. the tech guy right now. And yes. YouTube. <laughs> um, YouTube. So we totally went off track. So Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. Let's so talk I, about it. So when I first saw it, that hard open of just blaster fire, the ships and everything going chaos. Honestly, that drew me in instantly. Because as a kid, that shit was amazing. Like, you just have all this action, like, right at the beginning. I mean, it sucked that it was action and then it was, like, really slow for a while. <laughs> yeah, what I thought was interesting is they weren't. Like, that was the introduction to Darth Vader, right? Like, he's, like, the very first main character you see walk into the ship. Yeah. Um, well, you see C-3PO and R2 oh, first. That's true. And then, that's true, yeah. And then um, then they stun the princess, and then Vader comes in. Because you don't know that it's the princess at that point. It's just somebody who, you know, is a person there. And right. Then they blow the doors off. Vader comes in and does his disappointed dad stance, as I call it, because... He really does put his hands on his hips. <laughs> and I always enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, you know what's funny about Darth Vader too is like, it's crazy because to portray him as they did, they had to use multiple people. Like they have one guy doing his voice. They have another guy who's the body of Darth mm -hmm. Vader who doesn't even talk. It's like, it's crazy how well, much stuff they did to try to make the character what they wanted. Yeah, but the funny thing is, is that if you if you find it's in some of the behind the scenes, on the uh, like the re 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 release bullshit, um, the, he's actually doing the lines, but he doesn't have a menacing voice. That's the problem. So they just were like, "Yeah, we're just gonna hire this guy to do a voiceover," and they got James Earl Jones, which has a perfect menacing voice with like a little filter on it. Right. Yeah. Also, and... if you don't know who um, James Earl Jones is, he he's Mufasa. If, if you know him better he's that. a lot of things he does a lot of voices um but one of his big ones that he's known for is darth vader he's got that deep voice that everybody loves i this movie i mean okay so yes it was slow in the beginning um but it did so much like it was the first epic space opera that you know ever was released it really pulled people in people call it a space opera because it's really dramatic yeah and but the music also, is, is orchestral. It's not like, yeah, you know, it's, rock it's music very, or something like that. It's very orchestral. It's it, it, it like the music that was written for it goes perfect. It really does. And it, it just it has that element of adding a perfect atmosphere for what you're seeing. And they really did shoot it in the desert. It, uh, I can't remember what Tunisian desert. I want. I think that's wrong. I might want to look that up, but uh, uh, they did shoot it in an actual desert. And if you look up uh, Star Wars behind the scenes pictures, like 
the internet made famous the guy, the the Mike Boom guy in pink shorts. That's all he's wearing, like pink shorts and shoes, and he's a Mike Boom guy because they're actually in the desert. <laughs> but it, it's it's just it's it has that old quality to it. It has a nice world building for this whole first movie. You find out who the bad guys are. You find out who the good guy is. And he's a whiny teenager who kind of grows. He grows through this first film. And then when, when you get to Empire Strikes Back, you see him grow more. And they go from whiny teenager to heroes. And they've been through war and all this crap. Except for Princess Leia, who's kind of been through all that bullshit her whole life. Um, so I think what I what I think is crazy about these movies is um, the the star studded cast that became a star studded cast after these movies. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, it launched Mark Hamill's career. Mark Hamill's Luke Skywalker. Uh, he did voiceover for. He actually does the voice for the Joker and a lot of animated Batman stuff. Oh yeah. Um, Harrison Ford. Now Harrison Ford did do Indiana Jones first, technically. Um, yeah, and he did American Graffiti. Yeah, but he actually went up against huge names for that role. Um, like he went against. Well, I'm just gonna name a few that I can remember: Kurt Russell, Sylvester Stallone, Christopher Walken, um, Jack Nicholson, Al Pacino, Steve Martin. Like all of those big names went out, went after the role of uh, Han, Han Solo, Solo. Now, and Harrison Ford was the one who ended up being picked. And I mean, he was probably one of the most perfectly cast characters oh, yeah. ever. Like he fit that, you know, smuggler, you know, too good for you kind he, of, he, you know. It, yeah, he he also just gave off this feeling of you know what scruffy he looking can, nerve herder. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but he, yeah, he gave off the look of, I'm kind of a dick and I don't care who knows it. Like, he gave it off perfectly for that role. And I like, I, I loved him as Harrison Ford. And when we get to the um, other movies like Rogue One and all that bullshit, when we get to those, I'll have my opinions on the solo movie. We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, so... And Carrie Fisher, when she Princess Leia, Princess by the Leia, way. she's yeah. <laughs> Carrie Fisher is Princess Leia. Now, her as Princess Leia is amazing. She was in a lot of other movies before that and after that. And rest in peace because she has passed a while ago. But she was a really good princess, grown up on hard times type of thing. Like, yeah, she's a princess, but. She's also had to deal with the Empire her whole life, and she's part of the rebellion. So she has she has to fake being a you know oh we're part of the Empire yeah, and then you know try to run the rebellion on whatever the hell she did for it. But it, it really is a good good cast, and then C three PO being um, a- Anthony something. I can't remember his name. I can never um, remember his name. Um, 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 Anthony. I think it's Anthony Daniels. He has like two f- first names. Yeah. No, it's Anthony Daniels. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah, he, he was a really good, like, um, fun fact. They actually bolted his ass in that suit. It was bolted together. Yeah, that's okay. So that's one thing we should talk about here real quick. So one, two, and three, we talked about the CGI in those movies about, you know, the CGI is hit or miss. Okay. These movies, four, five, and six were all practical effects. So like the ships were actually models that they flew across a green screen and they filmed to make it look. And so they looked real because they technically were real. They were little models that they filmed up close on. Um, And like most of the... Um, aliens were people in in suits and C-3PO was a person in a suit, a robot. They put a person in a robot Mm -hmm. suit. Like you didn't really hear about movies doing that at that time. So it was definitely a game changer and the games, the movies really do hold up. Like even now you watch it and you're like, wow, this looks good. Granted, they've been remastered to a certain extent, but 
yeah. still they hold I, up in comparison to, to a lot of movies of that age. Yes, and I do all I will always prefer the unsuper edited crap that was released like five or six times. I do prefer the original. Yeah, like okay. you well no, you see all the practical stuff. It's it's not where they're going through Moss Eisley and all of a sudden there's all this CGI and then the practical effects are right there with it. So you can definitely point out like okay, I, this looks really bad. So I agree that the added CGI was unnecessary. Um how do I say it? Like I like I like the the newer lightsaber. Like I like that they updated the lightsaber to make them brighter and yes, look fine. better. Um, especially because they were very dull before. Like the blue was more almost like a white color, yeah, and they made like it more teal. blue. Yeah. Um, and then like they, but they do a lot of fun things too. Like in one of the movies, the uh, the stormtrooper walks and hits his head on the little thing that. that's too that low, actually happened. and that, that, that actually happened in yeah. filming. The guy ran into it, and they used that scene. But there was no noise before, so no people would people would like miss it. They yeah. added a thunk sound, so when his head hits the thing, it makes this like, and like you go, oh, did someone hit someone hit their head on the thing? And so people yep, who never knew noticed before <laughs> notice it. Anyone who knew about it laugh because it's so funny. They added a thunk sound, so yeah, there's some I mean, stuff they this... embraced with the like the re-releases yeah. that I was like, that's that's smart. Yeah, no, that's fine. But when you add the missing Han Solo Jabba the Hutt scene when Jabba the Hutt was actually a dude and not a giant slug thing. When you add the giant slug thing that's really bad CGI on top of this scene that was cut from the film because it really didn't need to be there. And then Han Solo walks behind Jabba the Hutt and they add in him stepping on the tail and it moves up and then down really quick and it is so bad it is one of the it looks like somebody took like ms paint did a little cutout clicked on the mouse thing and just moved it up and down like that and then put it in the film like <laughs> it, it's terrible god i hate that part I, they should have left it out or just you know hey this is the Star Wars where Jabba the Hutt is the dude, and then you leave it as a dude with fur outfit on, because that's what he was. He was a gangster. He wasn't a big slug man or whatever. I, I will complain about that until I die. I don't care. <laughs> hey, I mean, you're you're allowed to have your opinions, you know? That's okay. And, and the Greedo and Han Solo bullshit, I do not like that they made it so Han Solo moves to the right and dodges the blaster. No, Greedo was just a shitty shot, and Han Solo knew where his gun was pointing to shot him. That's how it was in the original. I'm glad Greedo you. Shot I'm glad you feel right. that way because there's this whole who shot first thing. I'm they pretty both shot sh at the same time. Yeah, I don't think so. I think Greedo does shoot first. For the record, I just think he has yeah. a bad aim. But they wanted to make it realistic by making Han Solo dodge, but unfortunately they had to like use computers to do that so, so bad. he almost moves his head in a way that's physically impossible yes so you're yeah. kind of like eh, i don't know if yeah, you can move if, your head if you're like watching that. if you're gonna watch these movies the, the, the super added in edited bullcrap if you're watching those movies for the first time enjoy it for what it is I grew up on the old VHS unedited crap, so therefore that is my favorite one and my opinions on all of that. I will always bitch about it. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I don't but, think that's wrong of you um, to yeah, have an issue with it. Oh, my favorite my favorite theory. So, Because um, we've bounced around up to Moss Eisley and all that. But my favorite theory about this Star Wars is when Luke is... Cause, um, so after the attack on the ship with Princess Leia and the droids and the droids are in escape pod and, you know, they just land on Tatooine and they're going through the desert. They get captured by Jawas. Jawas are little. They really never describe what the hell they are. They're just like little people with hoods on and giant eyes. And they're, they're basically scrappers. They're, that's all they do is they scrap and sell. And that's their thing on this planet. So they capture the droids and they sell them to Luke and his uncle and aunt. Now, the first droid he picks 
is C-3PO because he has so many millions of forms of communication and all this because he's a droid. So he gets off with them and then they choose that little red little red droid. Um, he actually has a name and I can't remember it. But the theory is that since all these droids were on in the same place being taken to be sold, R2 and the other droid were talking to each other about you know, R2 has this mission to save the galaxy. So when the red droid gets chosen, he intentionally self-destructs so R2 will be chosen. And I think they might have turned that into a comic. I'm not sure but uh, it was a theory. It was a good theory. I feel I like that it. theory is such a... Str- like, you're telling me the two droids who were captured just decided to start having a conversation about their plans... And he intentionally self-destructed. I'm pretty oh. sure the whole point is that that droid was just a bad droid. And yeah, R2 like, is supposed to be God droid. And he was well, the one you should have picked yeah. at the beginning. I don't think there was... Well, no, because it, it, that was just a theory. Because these droids, you know, they're inside of this giant machine. Because uh, apparently Jawas have to compensate by building this giant fucking tank thing. Because they're like two foot tall. So, you know. But... They're in this thing for so long, you know, droids apparently just got to talking. Like, that's the theory. Um, God, what is that droid's name? But, yeah, when he said, you know, oh, this droid has a bad motivator. Like, he, like, self-destructed himself to do that so R2 can complete his Uncle mission. Uncle like, Owen, the droid has a bad motivator. <laughs> God, I can't. I, dude. Like, we wanted, okay, you talk about Anakin's whininess in 1, 2, and 3. <laughs> Luke was a bitch. Luke, it was such a whiny little, oh, man. Like, dude. <laughs> and it's really funny because in those movies, people didn't seem to care about his whininess. But 1, 2, and 3, they let. You know, Anakin, the guy, the the kid who played little Anakin and Hayden Christensen, they let him, them have it about the whininess. <laughs> so, I mean, sorry, Mark Hamill, but gosh, he was yeah. whiny. <laughs> yeah, but he did. He did do a good whiny teenager. I mean, that's true. He did. But it was good. And then. You know, they, they get R2 and C-3PO, oil bath and all that, which, you know, whatever, droids have their things. And when you first meet Obi-Wan, he's just this old dude in the desert that they go look for. And he just kind of scares off these sand people. And that's, I'm not being racist, that's literally what they're called, sand people. That That's their thing on this desert planet. They're just called sand people. They live in the desert. That's their thing. <laughs> but you meet Obi-Wan. He's just an old dude. Just, oh, I remember Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah, for the record, you're introduced to him as this guy named Ben, okay? Yeah, as Ben and, Kenobi. Or I don't even think they say his last name. I'm pretty sure he's just Old Man Ben or Ben. Old Ben. Um, and they don't ever ben mention his name until you, and then you like hear his name for a second. And then suddenly you click the dot, you like, you know, you, you just realize you're like, oh, he's Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like, there's something that, ha- I can't remember exactly how it happens, but there's something that happens where you realize who he is. But um, the, the thing about watching four, when you haven't seen any of the other movies, is he's such an interesting character because he's this old guy who knows all this stuff. And you know he knows more than what he's telling Luke. Like, he hides a lot of what's happened or who Luke is. And so, like, you're trying to piece things together while Luke's trying to piece things together, which is what makes the movie so good. It makes Luke a very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, you really understand what Luke's going through because you want to figure things out like he does. Mm-hmm. He's a believable character, I guess is the word I'm trying to, or is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Oh, man, my nose is doing runny things, and I hate it. I hate that, too. My allergies uh, have been really bad today, too. Yeah, I don't know why it's kicking. I mean, it might be because I've been eating crap all day, but... That's, that's possible, yeah. Um, But then, okay, so after Luke meets Ben, because Luke asks to try to find R2, who ran away, or got captured, 
Did, did he get captured again? What happened? No. So when... Hold on, I'm backtracking through the movie. Right? I'm rewinding because I'm VHS still. <laughs> <laughs> so R2 runs away, meets Ben, or like, you know, the, he goes to Ben. They meet up with him. Sand people happen. Ben pops up. Sand people away. And then they talk about everything that's happened. Can you join and help us? And then they do the whole Leia thing where Luke falls for his sister. Well, that's like way later, though. Like, so, because what happens is Luke is trying, is working on R2D2. And then R2D2 projects this little hologram that's like, he was, help uh, me. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. And then yeah. Luke goes after this, uh, goes on this adventure to try to find, you know. Well, no, because R2 runs the next morning, and then our, uh, Luke has to chase him with C-3PO. Right, and then he's on a mission to find whoever Obi-Wan yeah. Kenobi is. Yeah, because um, for some reason, R2 knows the general area where he's in, but won't say shit about it because it's super top secret. <laughs> right. And then he gets mugged by the sand people. And then yeah, that's when you meet Obi-Wan. Yeah. Um, and Obi-Wan starts telling Luke about... Um, you know, the, the Clone Wars. That's where you first hear about the Clone Wars. Right. And like, you, you don't know what the fuck it is in this movie. Like, you on it, like if you're watching it for the first time and you've never seen Star Wars, you literally have no idea what the Clone Wars And you are. hear about it's Luke's father, and Luke's father is a Jedi Knight who yeah. got killed by Darth Vader. Yep. And um, his old sword that he happens to have with him, yeah, he gives to Luke um, for Luke to they, have. They do call it. Yeah, they do call it a laser sword once or twice, I believe, in this movie. Yeah, before they really they... put lightsabers as the name, yeah. Yeah, because um, I know Obi-Wan, when he opens, he gives it to him. He's like, this is your father's lightsaber. Like, kind of like he's presenting it. But then again, the actor didn't know what the fuck was going on in the movie. He just did the movie. <laughs> right. But he hands him the lightsaber. He's like, your father would want you to have this. And if you remember in the movie of episode three, he killed a bunch of kids with that lightsaber. Like, what the fuck, Obi-Wan? <laughs> yeah, but again, four, five, and six came out first. You're not supposed to know, know that Anakin is who becomes Darth Vader, who is his dad. Like, yeah. you don't know any of that information. Um, yeah, that's he, actually a he, really big reveal in number six that, you know, you're not supposed to know until the sixth, or is it the fifth movie? No, no, you figure <laughs> out the video. Yeah, fifth the fifth movie. movie. Yeah, so um, yeah, it's supposed to be a huge reveal, and so you're not supposed to know that. And then, um, and then they go to Mos Eisley, where you've never been to a place with more scum and villainy. And then they go to a bar, or you know, because that's where you go. <laughs> but that's also where you see. Um, now, Mos Eisley is on the same planet. Yeah, same planet. Yeah. Um, so this is where you also get to see the force. Like you see, oh, we want to do a thing with his hand. He's like, these aren't the droids you're looking for. And he like waves his hand and then the stormtrooper repeats it. And you're like, what the fuck? And then he says, move along. And then the stormtrooper goes, move along. And he just tells him to go away. And then that's where they, you know, start discussing just a tiny bit, a little segment of the force. Oh, the force, you know, you can do things over weak-minded people. And the force is a part of all living creatures, and then they go into a bar, so that gets cut short. Right. And the bar is where you meet Han Solo, because they go into the bar, the bartender kicks out the droids because he's apparently droidists. Uh, he just says, no droids in here, and then the, they go away by the speeder. <laughs> Yep, and they, they're looking for a way off the planet. So they're looking for yeah. a pilot who Han and Han Solo happens to be a pilot. Um and we didn't even talk about his sidekick Chewie, but Chewbacca is fantastic. And Chewbacca would be a dream to sleep on because he looks like a giant fluffy pillow. Yeah, and Chewbacca <laughs> is fantastic. He doesn't speak at all. He has he just does his little roaring thing and And Han he's understands. Great. And for some reason Han Solo knows how to speak Wookiee. 
okay, but yeah, you know. It, well, well, hold on. So, in the books, before they became legends or extended universe, because fuck Disney, Chewie and Han, there's a whole thing with them that they kind of touched on what the books were in the Han Solo movie, but he, but Han does learn Wookiee language, and in the books it, it's a little bit different how he learns it and they really don't touch on it in the solo movie just that he knows it and that han and like chewie's like kind of surprised but he did learn it in his life because in the books he's a part of the empire and then he leaves the empire to be a smuggler that's kind of what happens in the solo movie it's just different between the books and the movie um how he meets chewie's a little bit different and it's it's just like this thing he knows. Like I, it's in one of the books. I don't have that book, but it's in one of the books, so I can't really explain that part. But he he just he learned it. He knows it. Him and Chewie they bonded because in the book timeline, Han saved Chewie because Chewie was a slave, so he saved him, and then Chewie owes Han a life debt, so they're bonded forever. And they're just like really great friends of a you know a dickhole smuggler and a giant walking carpet <laughs> that can shoot you. Chewie's my favorite. Yeah, Chewie's one of my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, basically, they make a deal with Han Solo for Han Solo to take them, but, um, you know, only for a pretty good amount of money. Um, yeah, or and, credits. And of cause... course, Luke's like, oh, we don't have that much money. And Obi-Wan's like, no, we got it. It's fine. Hmm. Don't <laughs> forget to sell your speeder. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So then basically they make an agreement to go. And as they're trying to leave, don't they get attacked? Like, don't the stormtroopers attack them? Yes, because there was yeah. also a... Um, it. He, I don't... I honestly don't know what this character is affiliated with like if he's a part of the hut area like a little gangster thug dude but he sees them going and he has like an elephant nose trunk and he's wearing a like a hooded cape thing or like big hooded outfit so he looks shady as fuck but he he goes and tells the stormtroopers hey these people over here are leaving the planet or they're, or, you know, they're trying to. Maybe you should go catch them because they're probably the people you're looking for. And then the stormtroopers bust in and they start shooting at the place and then they get away because, you know, heroes got to live. <laughs> yeah. Plot armor. Really great scene, though. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, yeah, really? I, I still don't get how, like, honestly, yeah, that's... it. That scene is definite plot armor. Because they pull out basically a giant laser cannon that they set up, and I'm pretty sure that would have fucked some shit up, but it doesn't. <laughs> that kind of bugs me a little bit. It's like, no, man, that laser—that's like a laser chain gun. That—that—that that, that should fuck some shit up. You know, they—they they shouldn't have been able to leave. Yeah, and you know, it, we're not that far into the movie yet, but honestly, there's really not that much more that happens that is important. Um, they do end up finding Leia. Yes, but only because they go to Alderaan because that's where Leia is. But in that process, then you go to the Sith, the not Sith, because that's not a, really a big thing in this movie. But you go to the Empire side where they show how they're going about their shit. And, oh, we're going to plan to destroy the Rebel Alliance. And we're going to do it by testing our Death Star. On a planet. Which, then, is, which is a space station the size of a planet that can blow up other planets. Well, it's the size of a moon because that's the whole thing of when... I mean, the moon is a planet, when, so I was not wrong. Yeah, yeah, I don't... Viva la Pluto! Um, so, they blow up Alderaan, which is Leia's home planet, because they want to test it, but they also want to make a demonstration. And she tells them the location of Rebel Base because they're just like, hey, you know, tell us the location of this Rebel Base or we're going to start blowing shit up. And then she tells them and they go, okay, well, cool. 
send people to that rebel base. By the way, we're still going to blow up the planet. And they do. They they do a test, a full-on test fire, blow up Alderaan, and then they go back to Obi-Wan and Luke and Han, and Obi-Wan's trying to train Luke, like, minimally, trying to train him how to use a lightsaber and feel the Force, and all of a sudden, Obi-Wan just kind of gets this look on his face like, uh-oh. And he says his one of his famous lines that people have you know, quoted or turned into memes on shit. You know, it felt like millions of voices cried out in terror and then it was silenced. And that was, he felt all of Alderaan die. Which, also, if you've watched, if you've watched 1, 2, and 3 already, Yoda does that same thing when he feels all the Jedi being killed. Obi-Wan feels an entire planet die. Like, they went through the same shit kind of thing. It I never really put two and two together until I've actually watched it. <laughs> but then that's where they come up and they come out where Alderaan was and then they see this little moon because a TIE fighter flies over and fires at them and then goes towards a moon and they're like, oh, that's no moon. That's a space station. Yeah, yeah. So then they get pulled onto the ship. They realize that's where Leia is. Leia is on the ship. Um, they find out that basically she's scheduled to get executed. So, um, Han Solo is like, all right, let's leave. And Luke and Obi-Wan are like, no, 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 you got to help us save the princess. And she's a princess. You can have lots of money. Like they pretty much much blackmail them. Yeah. Basically Han Solo is like, um, Hey, what's in it for me? And they're like, uh, she's a princess. What do you think's in it for you? Like lots and lots yeah. of money. Like what? What else do you need? And so he's like, okay. He's like, I'll help you out. So then they dress up like stormtroopers because yeah. they trick stormtroopers onto their ship. They steal their clothes or their armor. Dress yeah. up like stormtroopers. Sneak in to the base. Get into a whole bunch of different shit. Don't get and- shot ever because of plot armor. Um, yes, and they fall also, down a trash compactor, which is a huge deal. Also, I, I have a suggestion: do not watch Family Guy Star Wars parody before you watch this, because that true. will ruin a lot of shit from the yeah. movie. Yeah, watch true. it after because it's more enjoyable if you watch it after. It really is. That's true. They make fun of a lot of the stuff that we make fun of. It's funny. Um, yeah. So they fall down into a trash compactor, which is a trash compactor. I don't really well, need to tell yeah. you. Well, no, yeah, because they rescue um, Leia. Which, oh, right, yeah, they do rescue Leia. Yeah, I should have probably said they that. Put, yeah, they put Chewie in, you know, they put him in cuffs, quote-unquote cuffs, and then when they go down to the um, detention level, they knock out the guy, and as they're shooting up the place, Han Solo, in Han Solo fashion, as he, he will become known to do weird shit that kind of works out, and what I like is it's just a, such this natural thing that anybody would do in this situation. The comms come on and hey, you know, we we've red blaster fire. What's going on down there? And Han Solo gets out and is like, Oh, we just had a you know, something happen, blah blah blah. We have it under control here. How how are you? And he just kind of gets this look on his face like, ah shit, too far. <laughs> I always love those scenes like that. Yeah, they do. He does really good at like trying to respond to them and then not sounding quite like they would if they respond. Like it was kind of like, um, I don't think they would say that, but yeah. And then he shoots the thing. He's like, we're going to have company. And then they go to rescue Leia. And that's where Luke and Leia meet for the first time. And they do this like nice little tone of Luke just kind of staring at her like, oh, shit, it's the, it's the girl I've seen. She's so pretty. Yeah, there's she, this there's this weird with, aren't you a little short to be a stormtrooper? Yeah. Yeah, there's this but, weird like sexual tension between the two of them, which granted, okay, you don't know they're related yet, so it's not necessarily weird. Um as soon yeah. as you find out they're related, you realize that the whole thing is super weird though. But <laughs> it yeah, it really is. <laughs> um so anyway, then they fall down the trash compactor because they're trying to get away from bullets. And so they jump into this thing, no, no, no. fall into they a trash compactor. R2-D2 saves them at the nick of time before they get crushed. Yeah, um, but there's also that weird, that weird 
one-eyed trash compactor monster. Oh yeah. That I don't understand how it lives in a trash compactor, but it does. It's just uh -huh. this weird one-eyed monster thing that like attacks Luke and pulls him into the trash water, which I don't get why nobody commented on his smell afterwards. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things they put in the movie. And then um, as they're trying to escape, uh, Darth Vader's catching up to him. Obi-Wan. Yeah, uh, Obi-Wan has just been wandering around looking for the um, the, the tractor beam release. Because they don't yeah. show an actual tractor beam like how Star Trek does. They, it, it's just, it's a thing that happens. They, they use a tractor beam, they angle it or whatever, and then it pulls in a ship. Right. I'm thinking magnetic forces. I don't know. It could be. But right. he disables that so they can actually escape the ship and not be, you know, fucked. Right. So he comes out of hiding and fights Darth Vader. Um, and as they're leaving, he basically sacrifices himself. He just stops fighting yeah. and lets Darth Vader strike him down. Yeah. Um, the whole thing about yeah, the whole yeah. thing about oh, about Jedi's is that once they're stricken down, they're not dead. They they live they on just, in the Force. So yeah. um, they strike him down, yeah. but then he still you know talks to Luke throughout the movies and stuff like that. So yeah, like you you hear him because Luke watches it happen of Darth Vader striking him down, and he screams no. And then as he's shooting at Darth Vader, like you hear Obi-Wan, run, Luke, run. And then he shoots the door panel. It closes. They get on the Millennium Falcon and leave. Also, if we haven't said it, the Millennium Falcon is Han Solo's ship, which is super iconic at this point. So granted, we should say this move, this first movie, very long, because you would think, oh, that's where this movie ends. No, no, no. There's a whole other part to this movie. So Yeah, it's like still they... like... 45 minutes left <laughs> they get back to the shit they get back to their base or whatever their base of operations yeah. so the reason darth vader was even after them in the beginning is because he was after the plans to the death star we which, the the rebels captured which you don't yeah. even know how they capture him until rogue one which is a different movie that comes out later yes so the plans were captured and now the rebels have the plans to the death star and they get brought well, to, we bring it they bring it to them when they get down there they find out basically how to blow up the Death Star yeah. or they or how they think can they will blow up. They don't know. It's a theory. Yes. So one thing kind of bugs me is I wish there was a little bit more lore, like story lore. Like they would show Luke because it goes from they you have they have Leia, they have R2, they have the ability to get the plants to the Rebel Alliance. They go. And then it like goes to this war room and all of a sudden Luke's in a fighter pilot outfit and you're just like, okay, what the fuck happened in between? You know, what was the conversation? Or did they just run up and go, Hey, here's the plans. I'm a pilot. I'm going to volunteer. Like there, there's none of that. It's just, it happens. And I, I'm one for lore. So I, I wouldn't mind if there was like a you know, deleted scene in there that at some point happens. Because there was one deleted scene in the beginning of the movie of Luke and Biggs, his friend Biggs. He talks about in the beginning of the movie, you know, hey, he's going to go join the Rebel Alliance. I was going to go do it too, but I had to stay another season on with my uncle. And his uncle and his uncle's trying to keep him from being a part of the war and everything. Like he's doing everything to keep him on this planet and hidden. That That's also a whole thing you figure out. And his friend Biggs went to go join the Rebel Alliance. There's a whole scene, an actual scene that was shot. That never, you don't know that. So when he gets to the Rebel Alliance and becomes the spider pilot for him, he, Biggs is there with him. Like, they know each other. There's actually history there, but you don't know it. It, it just bugs me. And you go through all the war room stuff. and I mean, so here's the thing is like, they didn't show Biggs, right? Like in the yeah. movie, except for right there. But just by no, how no, Luke reacts, but just how you Luke reacts to him when he sees him, he kind of reacts to him like he's an old friend. I don't think it's necessary to know that that's Biggs. I think well, the whole yeah. point is this is a friend of his. He's known for a long time. Yeah, who he's running into. You know what I mean? So yeah, no, it's man. it's annoyance. Most people wouldn't be like, oh, I really wish. I knew that that was Biggs, his best friend. Like, I don't... 
yeah. think overarching, like for the overarching part of the plot of the story, I don't think it really drives anything forward. Yeah. But also that, I mean, I read a lot of books and a lot, you know, books have a lot of fucking details of that shit. So I think that's where that comes from for me, for, for my opinions on that is just, I wish there was more details. That's just how I am. Um, but it, 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 for me, it would be just a nice little thing. But yeah, so he's he's now volunteered and in, into this whole. Now he's a part of the Rebel Alliance. He's not the hero. He is just a dude, a part of the Rebel Alliance. Now he doesn't become a hero, obviously, until the end of the movie. But okay. he's just a part of this squad. Shit's happening. They're they're out there getting you know shot and picked off because Darth Vader decides to go fly and fuck shit up. So I just yeah. I just want to point out right now that we are about 45 minutes into this podcast and we aren't even through the first movie yeah no because the first movie has a lot of shit so um <laughs> i don't think we're gonna be able to do a podcast of all three movies in oh, one podcast no. but okay so uh, uh, <laughs> no uh, the the fifth the empire strike back is gonna have a lot of shit I think we can probably this. fit five and six together into one we podcast. Yes, because um, five is, is actually, five is long, six is rushed. Five is like, long, six is rushed. But though five is long, there's not that much as much to talk about. There's not that much significant stuff that happens. There's a few big things, but like as far as like a ton that happens, there's not. So we can probably get through that one yeah, pretty it's, quick. It's not. It's not action oriented movie because no because the right. new hope was it started with action it ended in action right yeah and it's a it's a lot of dialogue and like yeah it's more story building and world yeah. building yeah and yeah. then six is um jungle planet Ewoks. It, it's almost like in the sixth <laughs> one they were like hey george lucas uh the fifth one is a little long can you make the sixth one shorter well i mean i have a lot of content to put into the sixth one yeah we we know but Please make it shorter. Yeah. And so yeah. then he had to shove all of that content into a tighter movie. Yeah. So we'll in talk about that when we get there. But Yeah, in my opinion is on Return of the Jedi. It don't fuck with the goddamn soundtrack. And they fucked with the soundtrack and that pisses me off. Because I love the original Ewok song and dance. Okay, okay, okay. Like shit well, okay, well, we're getting sidetracked. Anyway. Okay, the, the fourth movie. So, so a big part... to go against the Death Star. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> The big part is um, Han Solo decides he wants to leave. He got his money. He yeah. got what he wanted. He wants to leave. And Luke says, no, 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 no. I need your help. Please come help fight with this. And he's like, that's not my pay grade. That's not what I want. No, I'm out. And so we're all under the uh, like the idea that Han Solo is going to leave. And huh? he runs into uh, Leia. And he, him and Leia have this weird flirty thing too. Um, but ultimately, you think Han Solo leaves. Yeah, you think he's bounced because he's a smuggler. You know, that's you know that's the thing they do. They got shit to do, so he bounced. So they go and fight the Death Star, and um, like and, Andrew said, and Darth Vader they, was literally flying through, killing everybody. Yeah, I was gonna blowing say up they all technically the ships. didn't fight the Darth the Death Star. They just kind of showed up, and everybody died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Luke was about to get shot down by Darth Vader, and yeah. Um, Han Solo comes out of nowhere. Well, no, first Obi Wan, um, Obi Wan pops in with his voice. You know, use the Force, Luke. Trust in the Force or whatever. And he turns off his targeting computer, and then that's when Darth Vader starts catching up and getting the target lock. And then no, 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 because he doesn't tell him to put away his targeting computer until after Darth Vader's gone. Darth Vader leave gets shot away by Han Solo. And then it's as he's getting close, Luke's trying to aim his aim using the computer. And then Obi-Wan's like, no, 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 don't use your computer, put your computer away, use the force. You'll get it. Like he starts trying to aim with his computer first and then it's not working. And so then that's when he's like, you need to use the force. Like, you can't I just feel like I should pull us up because I think we're I think I'm out of order on it, but I also think you're out of order on it. I don't think so I'm I think out we of got order. Our... I think I got no, it. No, because I no, because I thought it was no, because it no, it it was Luke was aiming, and then like Darth Vader's fucking up his friends, and that's where you see Biggs and 
I don't know, you know, that's kind of looking at it now, it's kind of fucked up to name a big, bigger guy Porkins. And also he dies. But Darth Vader gets rid of them as he's trying to aim. And that's where Obi-Wan's like, hey, use the force. And he turns off his targeting computer. And then Darth uh, Vader, like he's shooting at him. R2 is doing R2 things on the ship because Luke and R2 are now joined at the hip. Um, I I am I am pretty I'm like ninety percent sure that compute that whole using the force thing doesn't come until after Darth Vader gets eliminated. Once well, no, Darth Vader is completely out of the picture. Well, no, because because the way I remember it, unless they switched it up, is Luke goes to aim, Darth Vader. Comes comes up, starts fucking shit up as he's trying to use the force on it. And then Han Solo, you know, comes in, gets him out of there and he goes, Hey, you know, you're all clear kid. And then Luke just kind of fires off his missiles and then they go into the thing and then they get out of there and blows up. Mm, I don't know. I'm pretty, how I remember it is he tries to use the computer. It's not working. Han Solo saves his ass. And then he's like, you're all clear kid. And then he's like, trying to aim the computer and it's not working and then he's like oh use the force luke and then you put away his computer and use the force then shot the missile into the down the hole and it went Pow. i'm wondering if because the i'm wondering if like the, the newer versions they kind of added more stuff in it because they obviously did but i wonder I if know. they added it because i i only watched like the unedited listen one. okay the semantics of the it doesn't matter okay it doesn't matter the order it doesn't matter also, how it happens either way the, what happens yeah. is Luke, Luke blows, blows up the, Darth, the the Death Star with the Force, okay? He uses it to help him aim his missile, shoots it into a tiny little hole, boom, <laughs> there goes the Death no Star. No bigger than a Womp Rat. Um, so yeah, they, they, they destroyed the Death Luke destroyed the Death Star, ended tons of lives that nobody talks about. He destroyed a Death Star that not a lot of people can get there? escape pods and get Look, out of there. Listen, they're part of the <laughs> Empire, okay? Like, you chose to... the. You chose to be part of yeah. the Empire. If you die, good riddance. Like, I'm sorry. Like, but all the did, people who are like, oh, he killed all the innocent people. They willingly chose to be part of the Empire. Like, get them out of here. I don't care. Um, And then, I mean, that's kind of the end of the movie. Um, it, it, yeah, it, The last scene the of the movie, ceremony. yeah, is the reward award ceremony where Leia gives everybody a medal. Um. And then Chewbacca goes, Aah! and then yeah, you know, I mean, that's actually pretty good. Um, yeah, uh, really, in the movie, kind of funny. Yeah, so I mean, that was kind of how that movie ended. Um, so yeah, a lot of stuff happened in that movie. Yeah, I mean, they had to build the world, they had our universe build, and then story, and everybody kind of coming together at this. This ragtag team to get the princess and then Death Star and then they win. Okay, so um, <coughs> I mean, we rated the one, two, and three. We're gonna rate these ones as well. Um, so let's rate four. What would uh? This is a solid seven. Solid seven for me. Seven. Yeah, I I think I was gonna go a. I was I was waffling between a six and then i was kind of into the eight once i thought about everything that happened in the movie it's just yeah. the beginning of the movie is so slow um so i think i'm gonna be well, at a seven too because if the beginning of the movie wasn't so slow it'd probably be higher for me um but yeah it was just so slow it was so slow so yeah yeah we're going seven i just i, I mean it, it's a seven for me because yeah it, it did have its slow parts but it's now that I watch it as an adult and watching it as a kid, I do find myself just kind of losing attention on certain parts. Yeah, and, for sure. and it kind of sucks, but I mean, that that seven has been the seven since a kid. I mean, I could say it's an eight because of the soundtrack, but I'm not adding that in there. I'm just adding just the movie. So it's a solid seven. But the soundtrack really does make the movie eight better <laughs> yeah i agree okay so we're going seven on that one we're agreed boom done easy no yes. clock we and, don't have to, to discuss <laughs> okay so and i looked it up and found it. it it was his name the little droid was r5 and they call hmm. it the the true hero or it, star wars r5 d4 the real hero of the rebellion 
I mean, that, in theory, the, it's true because if he didn't blow yeah. up when he did, well, they call it because it, it says to celebrate the 40th anniversary of Star Wars, Del Rey published a certain point of view, which is a collection of short stories set during Episode Four, told from the perspective of background and supporting characters. Which I'm now going to buy that because I love that kind of shit. Um, they talk about how he's just kind of wants to get the fuck out of this sand crawler, which is their the Jawa's giant tank thing. And so it says here R5 would caught R2 attempting to sound embarrassed R2 explain the situation. And then R5 pretty much goes, Nope, gotta do this and self detonates his little motivator thing and that's how that's how he had R2 get chosen. That That's like the whole thing written in here. So, so it was a theory, and then they turned it into an actual book. Interesting. Or not a book, but a story in the book. And um, for the music, it would be John Williams. And the London Symphony Orchestra. So I think, uh, what are we at now? Almost 50? Oh, we're at 56 minutes. 56? Yep. I mean, yeah, you know, I'd, I'd call this one pretty good because it's a new hope. It did eat up uh, the whole thing. <laughs> I told you. Yeah, I told you. Okay, so let's do our plugs. Um, For once, Andrew has a plug, so go ahead, Andrew. Oh, yes, because we're on Instagram as Nation Station One. Please follow us, and we just might follow back. But seriously, give us suggestions. We'll talk to you. Um, and then my plugs always take longer. I'm sorry. Um, my name on Twitch is Smiley Glitch No Spaces. Um, you can just search me up there. I'm streaming most days. I am slacking a little bit right now because I got a new job that I'm really tired at. So I need to get more used to the job and then um, I'll be streaming more consistently again. Um, and so you can catch me there. You can also watch my YouTube Smiley Glitch also slacking on that. I'm sorry. Smiley Glitch Space TTV on that. Um, and then my Twitter is also Smiley Glitch. So you can find me there too. Smiley Glitch everywhere basically except for my YouTube is Smiley Glitch Space TTV. Um, and hopefully I will get more consistent with posting YouTube videos again. I'm also lacking on that a little bit, but so yeah, you guys can follow me there. Um, and yeah, I think that's the fastest plug I've ever done. <laughs> uh, eventually get so fast. You'll sound like an auto dealer commercial. Oh, I know. I know. And everybody will still hear everything. Cause we're all used to hearing that so much that we actually can catch every word and not realize it. At least yeah. I can. Yeah. Yeah, I think next week we're going to be talking some games because there's some new games coming out here soon that I'm super yes. excited for. Uh, also, have you ever watched Guilty Gear? I haven't watched it, but I have the game on original Xbox. So they made a new Guilty Gear. They made Guilty Gear Strive, which is a fighter game. Um, it's made by the same people who did the Dragon Ball Z fighter game. Have you ever played that Dragon Ball Z game? Um, I have not. Are you talking about Fighter Z? Yeah. No, I haven't played that one. Okay. The last Dragon Ball Z fighting game I played was Tenkaichi Budokai 3. Okay, so Dragon Ball Fighter Z is fantastic. It was made really well. They literally make it look like the TV show. It looks like you're playing the TV show when you're fighting, and then the cutscenes look like the TV show. Like, it's crazy. So basically, the same people who made that made Guilty Gear Strive, which is another fighter game, but it looks exactly like the Guilty Gear TV show. It looks so good i want it so bad it's already out on ps5 so i've been watching some people on twitch play it um but it comes out june 11th for pc um i'm so excited so literally in two days speaking of video because we'll we'll just talk about video games real quick so uh, i i saved it and i forgot to send it to you but somebody out there Used the Far Cry 5 engine and remastered all of Goldeneye from Nintendo 64. That's sick. 
That's oh, so it cool. looks so good. I want to play it so much because, like, it, it just, I guess that engine works perfect for Goldeneye because a lot of the guns are similar. And they go through all the levels. They show you little snippets from each level. And you still have, like, destroyable boxes. You you go through the first level, the dam. It's it's still the same. It, everything looks really good. And, it's so and sick. I I wish, I really wish that we can get an, a, an official remastered like that. Because it, it, it just makes me want to get my 64 so, played again. So... I think that will happen eventually. I think N- Nintendo kind of knows what people like. Um, yeah, well, the thing is, is that it was owned by Rare. GoldenEye was owned by Rare. And when they came out with GoldenEye Rogue Agent, they had to do that, that because Rare would not okay for an actual remaster at that time. So I, I don't know where it's at right now. But there was actually a story about that and how it's just stuck in limbo and how basically there's never going to be an official one because of it. Oh, my phone went off. I feel bad. Look at me being all like in a not professional. Oh, it's you. You're the one texting me. I do not feel bad oh. about it anymore. Yeah, sorry. No, don't feel bad. I should have said, hey, I'm sending you the link, but I just kind of. Well, that guess what, <laughs> listeners? That means you can blame Andrew. It's all Andrew's fault. <laughs> it's okay. Blame me all you want. I'll just, you know, do it again. <laughs> um. So, I, I am so close to going out and getting a PlayStation because I want to play, um, the the Horizons games because there's another one coming out. I want to play them because I've heard they were so good. Yeah, they were okay. They're not terrible. Um, and also Last of Us. I would love to play Last of Us. I want to play the Spider-Man. Um, oh, yeah. Um, Miles Morales. Yeah, I was watching my nephew play that. And like I, I, I was just going in to go to the bathroom. And all of a sudden, I just see Spider-Man. I'm like, oh, this looks interesting. So I don't know <laughs> if Microsoft realizes this, but they kind of screwed themselves by putting... Um, all of the Xbox games on computer because now I literally have no reason to have an Xbox. Before I had an Xbox because I wanted to play like Forza stuff like that, but now I can get Forza on my computer. So basically, what they did was make it so Xbox is obsolete and there's no point in me having it. The only thing that there's a point in me having is a PS5, so that I can play PS5 exclusives. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of one of those things where, like, well, Xbox, you just done messed up because. <laughs> Well, I did read a story that they don't make money from consoles at all. No, they like, don't. They, they just, that's just another platform to get their games out. They make a lot of their money from people doing purchases through the Xbox store or the Microsoft store, as they call it now. I but believe they, that. They make a lot of money from that. They make a lot of money from With you their... purchasing all this DLC stuff and then everything on PC. Yeah, and with their Game Pass and stuff, I totally believe that they're making all their money from their games and not their console. Yeah, that's that's kind of their. Big, I mean, it's working. It is. Yeah, yeah it's working. Yeah, and I, I'm almost tempted to go get an Xbox S series. Is they what do they? Is it, it's S series, right? Or X, Xbox One X? I don't like their names. Like they could have called it an Xbox Seven Twenty. I would have been fine with it. It would have sounded stupid. Why are you tempted to get one? Because there's games that. I want to play, but I cannot play because they're only for the new Xbox consoles. Like in the Microsoft store, when you go to the games, it'll show in a little corner of the picture, it'll say X S and it'll have this little X slash S. So you cannot play those games unless you have the new console. And it sucks because some of those games I want to play. And, um, okay, well let's end the podcast and I'll talk to you about it. Cause I might, be willing to sell you my Xbox. Interesting. Because I don't, <laughs> I literally don't use it. Um, I just play everything on my PC now, and yeah. I could use a little bit of money to go towards a PS5 because I'm gonna try to convince my wife to let me buy one. Um, <laughs> so if I'm like, hey, I sold my Xbox One X, buy so her I can get it. A bu- buy her a bunch of flowers. 
<laughs> buy the PlayStation and just shove the flowers at her. <laughs> just like here. Well, I think what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna stand there with chocolates and flowers and be naked and be like, "Hi, babe." And she's gonna be like, "What?" There you go. That, 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 I mean, if it doesn't work, you can always have chocolate uh, afterwards. Uh, yeah. I'm <laughs> so anyway, okay. So let's end this podcast here real quick. <laughs> Play our outro music. Guys, after this outro music, we're going to end it here. We're not going to say anything afterward. Have a good rest of your night or day or whenever you're listening to this or drive or however you just decide to listen to us. But have a good rest of doing whatever you're doing later. Yep. And, you know, be kind to each other. It's a crazy world. Like he said, be kind to each other. <laughs>